0: Welcome in to the Train with the Best podcast, Craig Hoffman and Chris Gores. We are, if you can hear the natural elements, sitting outside on my back deck recording this podcast because it's too damn nice out to be inside.
1: That's right. It's 80 degrees. It's February.
0: Why wouldn't it be, I guess, you know? Yeah, and uh, (laughs) we're going to go back and listen to part of this first part and see if it's too windy and perhaps we'll record the second part inside or perhaps we won't. So here we are overlooking the lake behind my house so it's it's a good time uh, out here in reston virginia where it is beautiful it is sunny in the middle of february and we have no complaints in the entire world it's also because it's quite an exciting week in our world Onyx elite is officially opening on friday grand opening celebration Sorry. friday 4 p.m 2101 maywell street i've only that's typed it. that yeah a hundred right. times this week in emails <laughs> and messages of Telling people, hey, come out, check it out. Yep. Uh, really excited, um, and if I'm really excited, I can't. I can't imagine. What yeah, you feel it's like. gonna
1: be. Um, it's gonna be a great weekend. It's not just a grand opening. So we have the grand opening Friday night, which we're really excited about. Obviously, there's gonna be a lot of media people coming out. We've got prizes. We've got games. Um, so it's gonna be a good night. And then the next day, we've got the VertiMax certification. Um, that Saturday night, uh, we're, we're going to do a little family night just for uh, the Onyx family and and our significant others and our friends. So, um, so it's going to be a great weekend overall.
0: Yeah, I can't wait obviously for the Vertimax certification on Saturday either because I'm going to get certified so long as yeah. I don't fail the <laughs> right. test. Um, so <laughs> I got the email uh, a couple of days ago of Hey, this is what you need to do to prepare." And I'm like, "I do a podcast." You got the with whole Chris, manual, yeah. Chris Gore, yeah. to prepare. But I guess I should probably also print this. Yeah, stuff you should out. probably take a look. <laughs> no, I will. I will certainly take a gander. It'd be quite embarrassing if we had to come on the pod next week and go, hey, (laughs) I failed. (laughs) (laughs) It would would make for funny banter (laughs) uh, that would not reflect well on uh, one half of this podcast. Uh, So really excited about that. Um, I guess when you think about Onyx and, and where the idea started, like I know you'll do a lot of interviews this week, but just like the short version of the idea of Otics and you, you've known a Gucci forever. Like when, when did it start and when did when did it like at what point was the point of no return
1: where it was real that it was going to happen? You know, I think uh, it started when he got hurt the first time. So he, he had torn his patella um, in a game for for World Cup qualifying. And, um, you know, at that point he was going through his rehab at api at the time it was it was still called athletes performance at the time and uh he was doing it on the west coast and and one of the questions that he asked me he was like chris you're doing this stuff how come how come there isn't an api on the east coast how come there's nothing like that back where we live and my answer to him was we just haven't built it yet you and i gotta do it so um as as he's come on with you know, towards the end of his career, he knows that he's not going to play soccer for forever. So we started looking at different places. We looked at Richmond. We looked at Raleigh. We looked at Delaware. We looked up in New Jersey. We looked at a bunch of different places where we could open this up and ultimately landed in Richmond. And um, there's been different trials and roadblocks along the way. But, you know, anything worth doing is going to be difficult. So we've we've dealt with those and, and we're finally here and, and, and we're up and running. And um, yeah, we're just excited to Get on to the next phase of Onyx which is, you know, being able to make an impact on the community.
0: Yeah, for sure. And there's gonna be a ton of media coverage, as you said, um, I know Richmond Times Dispatch is going to do a write-up uh, mm-hmm. on and with you guys. Um, we've reached out to some of the TV stations. Um, you can also catch Chris and I on radio uh, down there, so we're excited about that. Fox Sports 910, ESPN Richmond. So uh, you and I will be doing some some media tour. Yeah. I always, always want to know what it's like to be on the other side of that, like just, on the media just way. getting getting paraded around <laughs> to sell a book or something. But I don't have the attention span to write a book. So, I knew I had to find something else. I had to latch on to an opening fitness facility. Oh. But now I understand.
1: That's <laughs> fun. I like it. Yeah. I like it. I can't do this every week, but it's, it's cool. You hey, get to, you, get to, you yeah. know,
0: we always talk about powering your passion. and Right. Uh, you know, this is something that's a passion for, for the both of us. And um, I'm yep. excited. I'm excited for it. Um, last weekend, uh, we got to sit on our couches. This weekend, we will not be. Last weekend, sit on our couches, watch NBA All Star weekend. And uh, the game on Sunday was incredible it was yeah. really fun to watch the all-star game for the first time in like my entire like it was fun before at times because you would get the competitive fourth quarters and i always enjoyed like the dunks and you know you right, see how right. good these guys are and like the the two years ago when it was 190 to 187 or whatever it was it's like right. it was kind of the great argument of no this is what it looks like if they didn't play defense so all you people that hate the nba and say they don't play defense stop right. talking right um but outside of that like to actually see the world's best players play in a
1: moderately competitive game, yeah, that's great. Moderately competitive second half. Because the first half is like, yeah, let's just I mean, come out here. They came out. Here, out they
0: were defending earlier. Yeah, I, they, they, the star, they, they were, the but The starters like, did. The reserves yeah.
1: went back to a little bit more of star, all-star, all-star yeah. of old. But Jimmy like, Butler didn't even
0: play. <laughs> yeah, well, Jimmy, Jimmy got sick, I guess. Yeah, yeah. Um, but, you know, LeBron was out there. Getting after it, they yeah, didn't sure. block shots. You didn't have as many. Yeah, dumps. yeah. Good guys would contest at the rim. Yeah. Joel Embiid was blocking shots. Yeah. Like it was a lot of fun.
1: I think it, I think it's cool. Like with the with the format, the way it was, Team LeBron versus Team Steph. I think that uh, you're gonna get a little bit more trash talk and a little bit more pride on the line, just because it's more of like a pickup game. I think it would actually be kind of cool to see them just pick teams right before the game. Like, everybody yeah. go out there and pick teams. That way they, they can see who's picked last and, you know, they can see who's going to pick over who. But um, I, I enjoyed the, the format of the game. I always enjoy All-Star Weekend anyway, so it's, it was it was cool for me to see.
0: Yeah, I think even at least televising the draft because they do have the All-Star practices and stuff, and there's some formatic things that I think probably require them to do it before. the. I mean, not to mention just yeah. literally the making of the jerseys, True. Um, which is a big product for them sales-wise. I, I think they're going to have to do the, the teams in advance. Um, but at the same time, I, I do think that televising the draft was was a big deal. And clearly, LeBron was all in favor of it. He was yeah. revealing. I mean,
1: even the two people that were picked last were in favor of it. I mean, it was Horford and, and Aldridge that were picked last. But you're still picked last out of the 24 elite players in the NBA. So it's not like, it's not like you're being picked last and you're – your your fourth grade PE dodgeball game, you know right. what I mean? So. Uh,
0: you know that that kid's not gonna grow up, you know, <laughs> yeah. thinking that he's nothing because he got picked last in the NBA right. All Star game. Right. You know, whoever Al Horford can handle it, Lamarcus yeah, Aldrich can he's handle it. Big
1: enough. He's, um,
0: a- you know, and a lot of times it'll probably wind up being some of the younger guys, um, you know, and and you know, hey, you passed up on me here. Like, who cares? If people really want to get that petty about it, then then you know, the, the NBA is a league that does thrive a little bit on the. The pettiness, um, yeah. you know, they, they, the storylines and stuff do do well for them. The soap opera thing does well for them, but just to, I think you described it really well. It was it wasn't like Game Seven of the Finals competitive. No, but it was course. a pickup game it, it competitive.
1: Yeah, it was pickup game competitive.
0: And and for that's sure. really all we want is we want a pickup game of the best in the world where they're they're giving enough of an effort that it's an honest game.
1: Yeah, and it and it was. I mean, you saw them, especially in the fourth quarter, they were trying to strap up.
0: Yeah, for sure. Yeah, for sure. Um, The last possession, and, you know, Curry's trapped in the corner, and he's trapped by LeBron, his arch nemesis in the league, so to speak, Um, even if those two get along fine, and his teammate,
1: Kevin Durant. Right. um, Which which is kind of a cool thing. That's kind of, like, the the biggest thing to me on All-Star Weekend is, like you said, you see all these stories of arch nemesis and all that other stuff, but then you realize that, like, Yes, they're, they're, they compete like crazy on the court, but they're still boys. Yeah. Like, LeBron and Steph are boys. LeBron and Dre are boys.
0: Oh, yeah. LeBron and Draymond are business partners. <laughs> yeah, like, Draymond's exactly. evolved and uninterrupted. Exactly. Um, K-
1: KD, KD and LeBron are boys. Like, it, yeah. it's not.
0: The uninterrupted thing with Carrie Champion was amazing, by the way. Oh, that was so good. Um, And so, you get... That element, but they're also—I mean, uh, actually, before you you came over, I was watching the Shaq and Kobe, yeah, um, sit down, which was really cool. Like there was real beef there for a hot yeah. second. Um, you know, I think that the KD Russ thing, even if it was just like Petty and Russ being Russ more than anything, there was else, real beef for a second. There's there, real beef, sure. but the All Star game in, in a lot of t- ways can be like a yeah. way to kind of get right. that back together. I mean, Kyrie, Kyrie and LeBron, there was no beef, none, um, none. You know, maybe a little bit of initially of like, what w- w- we're doing? What you're one out? Like, bro, we're gonna dominate this this conference and, and make a run at the Warriors for the next five years. What are you doing? But at the end of the day, like LeBron respects what Kyrie was doing. Of course, um, to see them play together and the love they still have, like that's I think was really cool. Um, but also, I think another thing that it reinvigorated the game was, you know, guys play together for decades in All Star or for a decade in the All Star game. Now right. all of a sudden they're against each other. They get to play with the guy that they've always played against. Like right. it would have been so cool if seven years ago LeBron and Tim Duncan got to play together. Right. You know, that's right. something that just never happened in the All Star game because one's always east, one's always west. Right. Um, and so to kind of get those new combos um, was really fun, too. Like Kyrie and Russell Westbrook on the same team.
1: Right, right. A I, lot of fun. I thought it was cool to see like teammates playing against each other, yeah. you know, so that's that's kind of cool, too. Yeah.
0: They should have had a. I think Steph and Clay were on the same team. They, they, we got to get them Clay, on opposite yeah. teams. <laughs> right. And for an entire three minutes, it's only them allowed to shoot threes. <laughs> yeah. Like we could can, we can have some fun, uh, fun <laughs> moments. For sure. All right. So our main topic today that we'll talk about in just a second is going to be business development. There's a couple of different avenues for that. One, if you're a trainer, uh, what is it like to try to develop your business, to build your clientele from zero when you start, to be able to do this as a full-time job? Two, what, you know, how do you, if you're an owner? Like, say, you're opening a facility in Richmond called Onyx Elite, right. <laughs> and you're trying to set your price point and, and create a staff and, and develop a true business and a brand, what are the things that you're thinking about? That's our main topic today. That's coming up after this on the Train With The Best podcast. <laughs> the Train With The Best podcast is powered by Super Coffee. Yes, that product
1: you saw in Shark Tank that is now tasting even better, so there are no complaints left to have. That's right, and you can get it anywhere now. I'm seeing it in Wegmans. I'm seeing it in Whole Foods. I'm seeing it in Target. I'm seeing it all over the place. But the best place to get it is right online. DrinkSuperCoffee.com. Use our code TrainWithTheBest. And how much do you get off, Craig? Biddy. off one of the hottest
0: products on the market right now. As you learned on Shark Tank, or maybe from us in these very ads, it was formed by three brothers who were student athletes, all tired of being tired, basically. And so they came up with something better than energy drinks or even normal coffee. They take great organic coffee, mix it with MCTs from coconut oil and 10 grams of protein to create a delicious tasting drink that can fuel your day and power your passion. The powers Zars right here, and they will be
1: powering us on Friday as well. They'll be at the grand
0: opening of Onyx. That's
1: right. So if you're in Richmond, Virginia, and you want to come and check out the facility and you want to taste Super Coffee, come to our grand opening, 2101 Maywell Street, Friday night, 4 p.m. to 9 p.m. That's February 23rd. Try Super Coffee, try Onyx Elite, and we will see you there. <laughs> Our main topic today on the Train With The Best
0: podcast is business development. Chris, we're going to basically divide this into two segments, if you will. Sure. Uh, Don't worry. You don't have to listen to another ad. I know that you know that we know that we love super coffee. (laughs) I don't know if the I know, we know, you know type of things really (laughs) was the right order there. But the point is, we love super coffee and you know it. Uh, And the code is Train With The Best. We're not using any of their coffees anymore. Uh, we're <laughs> the two things that we're going to talk about are kind of from the trainer side and then from the owner side, from right. the side you exist on now to the side that I exist on now and you used to exist on. That's where we're going right. to start. When when I say business development to you and you're taking yourself back to when you were a trainer working like I am in a big box gym, what are some of the the first things that you think about? Because I know what it is for me and it's probably the main theme of this podcast.
1: Um. So, so the the very first thing that you should do is surround yourself with as many good people as you possibly can um, and and find a way to work within that team. Like Everybody on that team has a role to play. You'll find your role to play and, and learn what you do well and maybe some of the things that you don't do well because then you can pick up from some of the other people on your team. And that team could be the people that you work with. The team could be... Uh, in addition to the people that you work with, some people on the outside from other companies that you that you value, um, whether it's their, their opinions or their programming or, or whatever it is that, that they can offer to you, make sure that you're taking advantage of, of the people around you um, and and using their knowledge and their experience to help you create your own kind of personality or your own lane in the industry.
0: Yeah, for sure. And I think as much as we talk about the relationships with other people in the profession – I think when you're talking about business development, you need to think about your relationships with everybody in the gym. Right. So, does everybody in the gym know your name? Does everybody know your training style? Do you feel like you're an approachable person? Right. Because, while, like, for us um, a, in a U.S. fitness gym, Sport and Health, One Life Fitness, whatever, Crunch Fitness here in the D.C., yep. Maryland, Virginia area, yep. we have what we call Smart Starts. And this is certainly not something that's unique sure. um, to everybody this. Everybody has their version. Every, of everyone a has smart their version. Start. We right. just call it a Smart Start, where you get one free session with a trainer when you sign up as a member. And it's a great way to get clients. If you do the Smart Start and you do it a good job, yep. and they think, man, I need this you know and you can convince them that of that in any number of ways from a great workout to your personalities click to you know some piece of data that you collect in an assessment that's like yo you really need to change the way you're exercising because your health is at risk whatever it is that is that selling point for them that is a great way to get a client but the best way to me is there's all these people that are Clearly dedicated to coming to the gym on a regular basis that they're going to get tired of their workout routine They feel like they need more something happens in their life. They get injured um, Or they they get a health assessment on their own and they realize that what they're doing is not enough and what's going to make them come to you That's right. What's going to make them think I need a trainer and that trainer I need is Craig. It's Chris It's whoever and that's to me is a separator. So if you have that relationship established and you're willing to help them, you know, in some ways it's like job hunting in general, right? right? You want to make your connections. I tell this to broadcast kids all the time, seniors that are about ready to graduate. And it's like, you got three months left of being a college student. The minute you graduate, you're someone looking for a job, right? <laughs> so can you help them? What can value can provide? What can you do? When you're not trying to have them give you money, when you don't need something from them, you're building that foundation then. And so that's how I've certainly got some of my clients where it's something where I've helped them with something. Then all of a sudden they want to come back and get more. And it's like, well, okay, let's go through a session. Hey, is this something you want to do on a regular basis? Yes. Boom. There's a client. Right. Also other ways i've gotten clients recommendations from other trainers right you know a trainer leaves and goes to another gym who are they going to give their clients to or they go to school um you know one of my clients is someone that i got because her trainer is now in pt school and when she left our gym she needed someone to work out with and i was the person that uh, danielle trusted with mary ellen and so can you earn the trust of those around you so it's important to be good at your craft develop the relationships which are obviously things we preach all the time but those are the things that not are just good to be a good trainer, but that are actually going to help you make money doing this.
1: Yeah, and, and I think you, you bring up a lot of good points. If you're if you're somebody that works in a big box gym, like a One Life Fitness or, or one of those types of clubs. A Golds, a Lifetime, or whatever, it is, whatever like, it is. You you have to be the guy. You have to be the guy that everybody knows. Like when I was working at Sport and Health, I started out in sales, so I kind of knew that whole side of things. But then when I started out in personal training, like I made sure that... I did a smart start one because I had to practice smart starts. Before you're good at anything, you're gonna suck at it, right? <laughs> so if you want to if you want to get good at evaluating that might be people, the episode title. if you want to get good at evaluating people and doing your movement assessments, quote unquote, which everybody thinks they're an expert on right now, um, before you're good at that, you have to suck at it. Mm. And the only way to not suck at it is to continue practicing. So you need to do this anyway. So if you're going to do this anyway, why not practice on? Everybody that sells memberships in your gym. Why not practice on all the group instructors that are at your gym that have huge followings because they, they have huge Zumba classes or bicep classes? Why not practice on all of the people over at kids club that watch the kids that are so popular with the parents that come in and drop off their kids every day? These are these are all three these are three categories of people that are in your big box gym right now that possibly get forgotten about. And they don't know all of the trainers. But if you're that one trainer that they know and they're the ones that have great relationships with the members coming in, guess who's going to get the referral? Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? So if you're a new trainer and you're at a big box gym and you need to practice these smart starts anyway, start practicing on the sales staff, practice on the kids club staff or whatever you guys call it, kids club, kids corner, practice on the group X instructors, and take some of those group classes as well. Like go to the popular Zumba class and make a fool of yourself. Like go to the step classes and make a fool of yourself. Make Have some fun with it. But like, then you become the guy then you're the guy that everybody knows not just in the club as far as the members know but everybody that does accounting for the the, the, all the house cleaners like everybody everybody should know who you are and then that's a good way to to be the guy that, that everybody thinks about when hey i'm thinking about getting some personal training oh have you talked to chris yet make sure you go talk to chris so that's that's an easy way for you to to get good at what you what you need to get good at but also start building those important business relationships in a big box gym
0: that's so so good i hadn't thought of you know the kids club staff and things like that kids oh, club the group, staff is more popular than anybody else in the gym 100% more popular than anybody it's else it's so in the gym. smart it makes so much sense and i'm mad at myself for having never thought of that before <laughs> and i yeah. know our like, kids club staff i, have, I just never I have thought of great it great
1: relationships way. with all the kids club staff of any club that i've ever worked at i know them all they know who I am. I know their kids. They know my kids. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? So, like, it's that that was a, a natural thing for me. But, like, if, if that's not a natural thing for you, make it a natural thing for you.
0: Yeah. Um, the group X stuff is something, though, that I absolutely have done. And whether it's uh, definitely a taking, you know, I know our Pilates instructors because I take Pilates, I know our right. yoga instructors because I take yoga. Um, I've been, I got to find time at some point soon to, you know, take some of the, the classes that, I don't really love like the right. body pumps and stuff like that. It's just not how I work out. Yep. Clearly they're effective for some people, yep. but it's the instructors, but it's also the people in there. If they, if you build up that sweat equity with them, of yep. like, Oh, I'm in there taking that class. If he's doing it and maybe what he's doing on the floor would be good for me too. Right. And so whether it's, you know, you befriend someone and they start working out with you right. or they actually are able to take someone on as a client you know that's huge, and again, like, what are you willing to give up for free too? And, and this, you know, in some level is transitioning into the other topic, but um, we'll get there full fledged eventually. Of like, you have to be willing to give to get. For and sure, it's one of those things. It's it's an investment. Yeah. You know, are you willing to give someone a free consult yeah. so that you can really see what they're about, or they can really see what you're about? Yeah. A- and if you are, if you're not, why?
1: Oh, I know my worth. you got to prove it. Yeah. Each and every time. Okay. Yeah. You know you you know your worth, but like. Oh, there was a there. Was, I don't remember the podcast episode that we talked about when we, when we were talking about how you can evaluate somebody in three seconds. Well, it's not three seconds, that was 10,000 hours that you put in, and now you can recognize that in three seconds, mm-hmm. right? It's not something that just says, like Sean Pena, when he watches somebody run, he can tell right away how to fix them or what's going on. But that didn't That happened after hours and hours of watching film of people running, right? So if you want to get to the point where you can assess people like that, you have to, you have to put these hours in. I mean, and and that's not just in the personal training industry. That's in any industry. Musicians give away thousands of hours performing for free. Lawyers give away thousands of hours of pro bono work. Maybe even doing like some legal uh, public defending type stuff. Like that's, that's the type of stuff that is going to make you great. So yes, you're going to get paid what you're worth, but like, don't always look for the immediate gratification. Sometimes your reward is delayed a little bit, and and champions know that. And in, in anything, and even in the the athletes that we train, they know that their reward isn't going to come immediately. That a lot of their their work that they put in just gets put in the bank, and then eventually they'll they'll get rewarded for their hard work. So, don't be afraid to give away some sessions. Don't be away. Don't be afraid to go and and, and master your craft by by giving away sessions or whatever it is. And, and create some meaningful relationships with with some people who are gonna be in the same building as you and can help you grow your business for sure you know um, huh. and then the other thing is like um, you were talking about some some of the group X instructors yeah I mean you want to you want to take their class and and you want to like sweat with some of the other people that are in there Um but you want to show them maybe one or two things that, that you like about their class and then maybe show them one or two things that they could add to their class because what's going to happen is they're going to realize that, oh, you can offer something that they don't get in their class. Because a lot of times mm-hmm. some, of the, some of the group X instructors think that, oh, if somebody comes to my class three times a week, they're getting everything they need. And then you show them one or two things and now all of a sudden mind is blown. Oh, wow, you could use some proper stretching or whatever it is, Right. Now, all of a sudden, they're like, oh, well, I got to come see you and maybe we get a small group of my people with my regulars to come and see you. So there's just so many ways that you can build your business there um, in in the, the building itself. Right. That's something yeah. we've
0: done in the past. too. We've done demos um, yeah. in Group X classes. Hey, can we come run your warm up? Yep. Five minutes. That's all we need. Or can we come do a cool down? Stretching at the end. So all these little things. But also at the same token, don't go in there thinking, I know more than this person. Like, yeah. group X instructors are smart, too. Yeah. You know, go in there with an open mind, seeing, like, okay, what am I going to get out of this? I'm, I'm taking it, that the Vinnie Scola white belt mentality. Right. You know, when you walk into that class as someone who's not teaching it, it's one thing if you're going in there for a demo and you already know what you're, you're talking about and they've asked you for something specific. But if you go into that class with a white belt mentality, take it and then go, hey, this class was missing this. Then don't go up to the instructor and say, hey, your class is missing this. Ask. Is this how this normally is? You know, something I was thinking about is this. Is this something that if I took your class three times a week, I would get just like you can't get everything in an hour session. Neither can a group X instructor. So you've got to go in again, that white belt mentality, ask questions, take in as, you know, as much data. Don't rely on a small sample size of one, one hour class. And then maybe you can make some kind of recommendation. Right.
1: And the, the other thing is like with similar to what you're saying right there. I mean, if if you go into things with the attitude of growing the pie instead of trying to take somebody else's piece of the pie, yeah. Then that that just that leads to more collaborations, that leads to more business for everybody. So instead of trying to think about like, oh, okay, well, I'm competing with this business and they're competing with me, and even as a business owner now, I'm not trying to compete with the person that's across the street from me. I'm just trying to figure out How do we grow the pie? Everybody's going to get their piece, you know, and and I just want to continue to to make a positive impact. And if if you focus on doing those things versus like, oh, well, I want to prove that I'm better than this group X instructor and I can do this better than they do. Like, that's the quickest way to to derail your business, because then people start collaborating against you. Right. And the
0: same is true with other trainers in the gym. And this this can be toxic at times, too. But realize what you're good at, and especially look when you're getting started and you're just trying to build a business. You need to take every client you can, one because practically you need the money. Right. You shouldn't be passing off clients. Yeah, you're gonna just, you're gonna take some five a.m.s. A.m. You're gonna take some six a.m.s. You're gonna need because to. of time, because of challenge of as long as you feel like you can train that client safely, which and if you can't, you need to figure out can I learn what I need to to be able to do this quickly. Um, Because there were times where, like, I would get handed a client's like, oh, she's, you know, however many months pregnant. It's like, oh, God, I don't know. I'm a young trainer. I don't want to, like, that terrified me. Right. Um, And it's like, well, no, how about you learn, you dummy? (laughs) Instead instead of being terrified and trying to pass this off to someone else who's more experienced, how about you learn and get the experience? Right. Oh, okay. And you learn and you figure out what you can and can't do and you constantly refresh your knowledge and, and expand your knowledge and you go from there. So there's no excuse. To not be able to take someone on. However, now where I'm at in the game, where my time is very limited, Right. if I meet with someone, I have an open spot on my schedule, so I get a, a smart start booked and I meet with that person and I go, you know what, I really don't want to train this person long term. For whatever the reason, right. their schedule, the the personality doesn't fit, whatever, their needs aren't exactly what I'm looking to train where I've only got one or two more slots available and I'm trying to fill in with a specific kind of person. Right. Or for me, like I'm trying to do a lot more semi-privates and groups right now. This person needs one-on-one, not really how I want to invest my time. Now, who am I going to give it to? Again, it goes back to that with the other trainers. Like, how is your relationships? Who do I trust? Who for this kind of client can I match with and say, you know, I think you really need training. I think we had a good time today, but I don't think that I'm the best trainer for you. I think d'angelo is i think paxton is i think right. these you know these other trainers brandon sam these other trainers that are in my gym i think that's the right person for you and here's why um by the same token i would hope then they repay the favor they right. get an athlete in. And it's like hey i think we could work but you got to train with craig right that guy right. when it comes to athletes he's gonna make you mm-hmm he's going to make sure that you are as injury proof as you can be Mm -hmm. movements are as good as you can be. You're explosive. Like all these things that we preach for our athletes. I hope that then comes back to them reflecting or them referring that person to me.
1: Right. Yeah. It works both ways. I mean, the the quickest way to get referrals is to refer out. So, um, you know, it definitely goes both ways when it comes to building your business that way. Um, Another tip, you know, moving past the referrals, because I think it's 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 pretty clear that that's something that you have to do. Mm. Um, you know, as a new trainer, you kind of have these cycles and these waves of busy, then dead, yeah. busy, then dead, right? Like beginning of the year, we're busy. And then probably by March, April, we're dead. And then summertime, everyone wants to bikini busy body. Again, And then and then everybody's on vacation and we're dead. And then there's another swell, like right before the end of the year as New Year starts for our new school year starts. So one of the things that you have to do is you have to stay disciplined and you have to commit however many hours I say probably 20 hours a week. That's a lot. I know it sounds like a lot, but when, when you're really doing the work that you're supposed to be doing, 20 hours is not a lot. And and if you invest 20 hours a week, just in your business, like set your schedule and say, these are my morning clients and this is when I'm going to eat lunch and this is when I'm going to do my workout. And then for the next three, four hours, I'm only going to do business development stuff, whether that's reading a book to make myself better, whether that's following up with my old clients, whether that's reaching listening out to, to new the, with the best podcast, but yeah, listening to a podcast, whether it's, um, you know, going out to meet with new people, just get more people in your funnel. And then the more people that are in your funnel, the more people are going to start to convert into clients. And you have to continue to do that because the trick, is, the trick is like, You get busy, and then you start thinking about your schedule, and then you start falling off of that business development stuff. You start thinking, oh, well, I'm already training 30 hours a week right now, so I'm not going to do the business development stuff anymore. Even if you have to cut down your business development stuff to 10 hours a week, you're still doing it, still keep it going. That's how you stay busy throughout the year versus like, yeah, you might get 30, 40, 30, 40 hours of, of clients in that week, but then two months from now, you're completely dead. Everybody's gone. So you have to continue to um, do the business development stuff, like put that stuff in your schedule and you have to treat it the same way that you would treat a regular appointment. Like if you have a client at nine o'clock, you wouldn't show up late for that. You wouldn't show up unprepared for that. You would show up ready to train that client. So when you schedule in your business development hours from one to three. You better show up from one to three ready to do business development, not like, oh, I'll kind of get to it if there's nothing on Facebook that I want to dive into right. or whatever. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, you got to treat it with that same type of urgency and the same type of um, discipline, respect and discipline. Right.
0: Um, something you mentioned in there that I think is another like good tip and, and you can almost schedule as business development is your own workout. Yeah. I have picked up numerous clients and you know my friend Brandon who I've talked about on the pod before who now is sitting somewhere listening to this freaking out because he's got another name mentioned which is like two in the last couple <laughs> of weeks uh, and Brandon who will be at the Vertimax cert on, right. uh, on Saturday we're excited to, to have B come down he's picked up so many clients because of how he works out right. and there's a couple different kind of approaches I think to it. One, you know, you can do flashy stuff and people will notice. Sure, of course. And it, we'd be lying if we said that Sometimes we don't do flashy stuff in the middle of a busy gym just to so people are looking like, oh, I, that looks fun. Right. Um, but I think the bigger, um, you know, whether it's flashy or just different, you know, using bands in a way that people don't normally use, you know, like earthquakes, right. stuff like that. I, I picked up one of my clients that way right. doing an earthquake bench. And it was, it was something I needed for my programming at the time. But like he saw it and was just like mind blown because he had never seen it before. So you can do stuff like that, or you know, jumping on boxes and all this, you know, circuit style crazy stuff that people are just blown away from. But I think the bigger thing is just energy. When yeah, you're absolutely. working out, are you bringing the energy to your workout? Especially if you work out in tandem. Like I love working out with other trainers, and I always will bring that energy. And Brandon's energy is crazy um, to the point that sometimes I wonder, like, yo, like, how much super coffee did you have today? Uh, right. Um, <laughs> But it's just you have that energy to your workouts where people can't help but watch.
1: For sure. Like, man, I want to work out like yeah. that. And that's not even just your own personal workouts. Like, for, for me, it got to the point where I would actually work out, like, on my own with a hoodie on and my headphones. And, like, hopefully nobody would talk to me and notice me. Right. But in the beginning, I was certainly doing that. And you ha- you almost have to embrace, like, this alter ego. It wasn't something that was big for me because like, as I was growing up playing football, my, my father always told me that like, when you're in between the lines, you're a completely different person. It's completely okay to be kind of a jerk. Like, yeah, you can be, you Little can go flamboyant. out there, be flamboyant, be cocky, be, be arrogant, but leave it all out in the field, be violent, be angry, do all those things. But then as soon as you step off the field, you have to be a different person. You have to be the student. You have to be the guy that's respectful. The guy that has manners. You, you don't need to do that on the field, but off the field, you could, you have to do these things. So when you're when you're out there, if you have to wear a name tag or whatever your uniform is, like when you put on your training outfit or your training gear, that's your that's your Clark Kent Superman. Like you have to embrace this alter ego, and you have to be the person that people are attracted to. And like what you said, it's it's really all about energy. So it's the energy in your own workouts when people see you because you're on stage. Um, but it's also the energy that you bring when you're training other clients because that's what's going to attract. Do you know what you're talking about? Does your, do your clients look like they're having fun? Do your clients look like they're having a great experience? And, and if that's the case, then people are going to start to ask like how they get on your schedule. You know what I mean? So you're always on stage. Don't think that, oh, like, well, this person knows what he's doing. I'm just going to go stand over here and you know grab a sip of water. No, like somebody's watching you for the very first time and they're judging you based on look at this trainer he doesn't even care about his client he's going over there to grab a sip of water or drink his coffee or whatever like no people are watching you so make sure that when you're on stage um you you realize that this is an opportunity to get your next client like you you have to focus on the client that's in front of you of course but you know people are watching
0: yeah, absolutely.
1: Um, so that, I think, is, is quite a bit of good information
0: on, uh, on that. Yeah, so let's just it.
1: recap for, for, the, for the new trainer. Make sure that you're reaching out to the people that are in your building, sales staff, kids club staff, front desk staff, everybody. Make sure that you are um, committing a portion of your schedule to business development. And then make sure that you embrace this alter ego that when you're out there and people are watching you, that you're the, the, you're the person that people want to come and train with. Yeah, no doubt. So
0: let's say now you're you're not new trainer, Chris Gores, you're <laughs> Chris Gores, who's leaving the big box gym and going out and doing the independent thing. The first part about figuring out your business is I would think like, OK, how much how much do you cost? Because like that's the question you can get most. Often. Well, how much do you cost even in the big box gym? Well, that's easy. We have a price sheet. I tell you what it is. I don't right. get to, I don't get to mess with the cost. Um, I can't give you a discount. I can't upcharge you if I think that you're rich and have the money to to blow I can't there's no way that I can change the price for any reason nefarious (laughs) or or benign (laughs) if you're out and training whether it's professional or a non-professional athlete anybody how did you go about setting your business plan when you became independent? And then we can move into even now as you were setting the business plan for others and trying to split it for you and Gooch on the management side and your, your team and, and trying to come up with a, a corporate business plan.
1: Yeah, I think um, there's a lot of different ways to do this. Obviously, I'm going to tell you how I did it. Mm. Um, for me, as you start to create your own product, your own brand, I think you have to find your Big Mac. That's the first thing because there's so many different lanes that you can jump into, whether it's group training, personal training, energy prevention, yoga, pure bar, whatever it is. Like, what what is your Big Mac? What is it that you're going to hang your head on that? This is what I do. This is my main thing. And this is the thing that I'm going to do better than everybody else or the, the thing that I do the best. Right. Like even Chick-fil-A, they only serve chicken sandwiches. They don't serve anything else. Right.
0: They didn't you invent the chicken, just they, the chicken yeah, sandwich. So, and,
1: and they did it really well. Yeah. You know, so like keep the main thing, the main thing. So first find that. And then you just you just have to do your, your regular homework that you would do with any other business. Okay, if this is going to be my main thing, this is what I do better than I do anything else. What are some of the other companies doing that are in my area that are similar to this? What are they charging? What can I charge? All those other things. I have so many hours in a week. This is how much I want to make. This is how much my rent is going to be. This is how much I'm going to invest in. Um, the initial capital, all those other things. This is my year by year three. I'll be out of the red. You know what I mean. So, like, you're not you're not going to be out of the red in the first six months, mm-hmm. especially if you're building a new facility. You know, but you have to be able to embrace that, like, have some vision and, and understand that there are there are levels and there are steps that you have to take. Right. So, um, from that, once once you understand, okay, this this is what the the cost is going to be. Uh, and and maybe you start off small and grow it. Maybe you start off making a big splash because that's what you want to do. Um, you know, find a, find a good location, all those things. And then, and then you start to map it out. Okay. We need to be out of the red by year three. This is where we need to be on a monthly basis by, by year two. This is where we need to be on a monthly basis by year one. This is what we're going to offer. Then how much can we charge if we're going to get this many hours of training in a week. like So so you just kind of have to reverse engineer it. Um, but I, I think that's the way to go. And then it's got to come from your main thing though, right? Like don't, don't be like, oh, well, this is how much money we need to make and we can make this much doing this and we can make this much selling these things and we can make this much on a juice bar or whatever. Like no, because what you're going to end up doing is you're going to spread yourself too thin. You're not going to do anything particularly well. And your brand's gonna die. You have to do you to do one thing really, really well. So for Onyx, that thing is what? Small group training. Small group training. I mean, I think that you can. You're gonna come in. You're gonna get the experience of training like a world class world class athlete. You're gonna get coached. Our our coaches are going to be able to instruct you and give you um, tips and pointers on how you're moving. Uh, they're going to appropriately challenge you and then you're going to get a good experience. It's going to be high energy. People are going to know your name and, and you're going to leave there thinking that you, you just had a great time regardless of whether or not you got a good workout, but by the way, you're going to get a good workout yeah. too. So, so I think that's, that's what we're going to do a little bit better than, than most. Um, I like to think that they were the best at it, but that's, that's kind of naive. I mean, a lot of people are doing this on a high level. So, but that's, that's what we offer. And, that's what we're gonna do, and that's gonna be our main
0: thing. What about for you personally? When you got into that, you know, you started taking on Zo independently. You start taking on a guy like, like a guy like Randall. Reaches out. Like, how do those conversations go? Because some there are trainers out there who will do this stuff for free if you put it on Instagram and you're famous. Um, yeah, you know, I, I also know of other trainers who say if you do that, that's just you know, you're always limiting yourself because if you're worth it, why should they get it for free? Um, how, how have you approached? creating your your brand with your professional athletes and kind of making business decisions in that realm
1: yeah you have to you have to value yourself so there there's a a, an amount of time that you know that you can give away and then there's an amount of time that you know that you can charge for so if you're done giving away time then you're done you can't you have to charge now right you know what i mean um I think I think there is no like one blanket rule. You have to treat every situation with the respect it deserves. Everything is, is special to its own situation. So, whether it's a, an athlete reaching out or somebody or, or a kid that's reaching out that really needs help but can't afford it, I mean, there's there there are a lot of different ways that you can give away your time, um, and then there are a lot of different ways that you can be compensated, right? Mm-hmm. So it doesn't always have to be hey, I'm going to pay you this. Like there's other ways to get compensated, right? It could be, um, you know, that they help you out with a project that you've been meaning to do, right? Maybe, maybe they can't afford to pay, but they're really, really good with video editing skills or whatever else it is. Or maybe they're really, really good at social media stuff and they can help you there. Or they're really, really good at photography and and they can make sure that there's good headshots and everything else. So like there's different ways to get compensated and those things all have value. So, right. You know, there, there are ways to, to do it. Um, so don't always, it, it, there's not one rule of like, hey, this is how you approach every situation because every situation is different. Um, but yeah, you, you do have to value your time and then you also have to, you also have to do, I always budget a little bit of my time knowing that I'm going to have to give some of this time away and that's okay with me because I because I know it builds the business as well. Yeah, and It might not build my business in particular, uh, individual, but it might build the team up. And might build some goodwill. Yeah,
0: I think something I've learned over the past couple of years, specifically the last two years or so, is the more you give, the more you get. Like sure, it's it's kind of stunning. Um, just as you give your time, your money, whatever it is, you know, you, you you do more charity work, and good things happen to you. Like it's just right. It's, it's kind of the karma of the universe, and you know, however you want to believe that. If you're a religious person, a non-religious person, not to get too deeper spiritual yeah. here, but like. It just seems to happen that way all of the time. Yeah. Um, and so you invest more time in people and people return the favor either directly or indirectly. It just winds up coming around. So I think that's that's really well said. And especially like if you're I, – I can't do that because I'm constructed by corporate rules and bylaws that, that restrict what I can do. Um, are there little ways around it? Sure. Yeah. But there are, at the end of the day, like I'm responsible to other people and to budgets and things like that. For sure. If I were to split off and go independent and start training people on my own, I could do that. Just like you have where it's, you know, you don't work for anybody as a trainer. Right. You make the rules. Right. So, um, I think that if you're independent and you're trying to start your own business, understanding where you need to push, where you need to pull back, what, what you need to do, um, And what everything's value is, is critically important by the same token, I think understanding your own worth um, and what you offer is important too. if you don't have all of the tech or the space or whatever, you can't charge top dollar. Just no matter how good you think you are as a trainer. Right. you, you, You know, you're charging for the experience as much as anything. So. You need to, you know, if you're Chris Gores and you have in your trunk a better gym than many big box <laughs> gyms do um, in their, you know, whatever thousand square foot space because you have Fit Lights, uh Vertimax Raptor. What else do you have in your trunk? Sk- a, a million different oh things God, from skills. The Theragun. The Theragun. <laughs> power plate okay. yeah <laughs> yeah that? you have more training equipment in your trunk than most places do anywhere you can do a better workout on the field right um by pulling out some of that equipment or in in someone's house than a lot of gyms can do in their gym so your price point can be higher like understanding your worth and where you fit in the realm of fitness and that there's a place for everyone i think is critically important too right and i go back to something that Joel Sanders said in one of our first episodes, I want to say it was like episode three. Yeah. And he says, you know, you want to be the best in your tier. So right. there's space for everyone. Right. But if you're on the lower end, so to speak, you have right. less equipment. It's, it's a bare bones place where people want to come who just are trying to get to the gym. They don't have a lot of money to deal with. Just be the best at that. Right. And that's great. Yeah. We need those people in, yeah. in our industry. Be the best at what you do. If you're on the higher end, you better be exos. <laughs> yeah. So, or you know, Onyx
1: Elite. Yeah, you got You got to be good. Yeah, yeah, for sure. From the from the other standpoint, though, like a lot of a lot of my role now is is building up the the team, mm. right? And and a lot of that is sacrifices on my end. So, for instance, like when 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 I signed on to help a company in the Philippines called Focus Athletics, like I committed a lot of my own time and energy and my dollars to bring those guys over here in two thousand 16 I brought four guys over here from the Philippines some of those guys had never been to the United States ever before mm-hmm. but we paid I, not we I paid I paid <laughs> for their flights I paid for their lodging I and, and got their food taken care of I paid them to be here more than they would get paid back home and my 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 only goal was that it was literally to give these guys an opportunity to do something that they would never be able to get back home. And that yeah. that was something that was just near and dear to my heart because it's the Philippines and that was something that I wanted to do for them. I did the same thing again last year with uh, Mark Caron. He came back over and, and we were able to take, get his flight taken care of. You know, that was that was money out of my own pocket. Like I invested in that and that was something that, that I just wanted to do. Um, and then, you know, this past year I, again, spent money out of my own pocket to make sure that our staff could go up to Rhode Island and Mm-hmm. and experience to perform better summit. I, and, I, and I do those things like to, to make sure that they're a part of this because I'm investing in those guys and, and making sure that the team has everything that they need from me. So as a, as a team leader now, I don't even like the word boss. I don't call myself that. I don't like it when the other people call me that. Um, everybody on the team has a role on the team. And, and, and if anything, I feel like I work for my team, not the other way around. So if, if you're somebody that trains for Onyx Elite, I work for you because I got to make sure that you have everything that you need. When I was a trainer, I tried to evaluate people's movement from a mobility and stability standpoint, right? Do they need mm-hmm. more mobility or do they need more stability? How do I fix this movement, right? When I'm taking a look at the trainers on my team, I'm looking at do they have, do they have a science deficiency or an art deficiency, Mm. so so what do they need from me as, as uh, somebody who's a part of this team that needs to give them everything that they can do they need more sports science from a training perspective and, and understanding like training knowledge and all those other things and programming all those other things or do they need more art do they need to know like how to deliver these messages how to create relationships how to deliver the experience like those are things that I think about so instead of thinking about like my clients from a mobility and stability standpoint, my new clients now are the people on my team. And I have to serve them the same way that I served my clients and making sure that they have everything they need. They get it all from me, including all the energy, including all the business opportunities that, that I can pass their way. The, those are the people that I work for now. And, and I think that's something that, you know, Oguchi, my business partner, he's, he's embraced as well. Like, we, we bust our asses to make sure that everybody has everything that they need. And if they can't get it right away, then we try to come up with a plan to make sure that they get it eventually. You yeah. know what I mean? And and when we do that, when we give people ownership, like Christina Graham, Candice, um, Candice Brodus, or they're they new with our company down at Onyx, but they all have a little bit of ownership in the gym in the sense that like we we gave them the freedom to make the decisions, some big time decisions in the gym. Where should how should we decorate this gym? Where should we order equipment from? Where should we order? This furniture from like those are, those are small little projects that we handed over to them because we, we wanted it to look a certain way, but we also wanted to make sure that they felt like they had a little bit of ownership in this and that that, that they were truly important to us and that we trusted their decision-making. So we gave them those decisions to make. Right. I mean, those are, those are things that you just, you have to do for your team. Like don't, don't be a micromanager. Don't just look at leads and conversions and all those other things. Like talk to your people, be, be a part of the team. And, and, and when you do that, then it, be, it becomes about the mission and not about the money.
0: Mm. Because
1: if you take care of the mission, the money will take care of itself. It really does. Like, we don't sit here and and take a look at the books because if we did that, we just get freaking depressed. So we're like six months into this thing. Of course, we're going to be in the red. but. We look at the mission. We look at what's trending. We look at like how how our staff is coming along, how they're growing. And those, those are things that matter to me. And I know that if we continue to do those things, that the money is going to take care of itself. It, in, it just always does.
0: In short, process over results.
1: For sure. For sure.
0: It's a good place to end it. We will see you guys Friday, grand opening at onyx elite in richmond really excited for that hopefully see some of you on saturday as well for the vertamax cert it has long been sold out uh so hopefully you are one of the people that got to it before it sold out if not there's a ton of more dates all around the country vertamax.com uh I'm excited for this, my friend. Can't wait. Uh, we'll see you whenever we leave because we're driving down there together. That's right. Still TBD. Uh, (laughs) we'll be on, uh, on Fox sports 910 in Richmond. I believe Uh, we're recording this on Wednesday morning. We actually full disclosure, pull back the curtain. We just taped, uh, west down there so we we'll on the morning show i think they're airing it tomorrow morning uh we'll be on espn richmond i believe at 9:15 a.m on friday so we will be sure to tweet out all the links and maybe do some tv a richmond times dispatch is going to write up all that stuff on onyx we will tweet out at trainer gores at craig hoffman also on the gram at craig underscore hoffman at trainer gores we will see you at onyx on friday and next week from indianapolis in the nfl combine That's right. right here on the train with the best podcast